Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 24 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I am your host, Siobhan Key. If you're just joining me, uh, that's awesome. I'm really happy that you're here. And if you're an ongoing listener, thanks for keeping listening. So I'm a family doctor. I practice in uh, British Columbia in Canada. And I also do obesity medicine as part of my clinical work. And I'm a weight coach for physicians who want to just efficiently manage their weight for the last time and have that off of their to-do list. So if that's you, coaching can be a really powerful tool to get that done, get the help you need to figure out those, you know, those little problems that you just can't figure out yourself on how to stop doing them and why you keep eating the things that you do. That's exactly where coaching can come in. I have the clinical experience, I have the training with my obesity medicine background, and then I also have personal experience. I've successfully lost 55 pounds and am keeping it off. I know what it's like to live a busy life and struggle with weight. And I also know what it's like to live a busy life and be able to manage my weight. And those are the things that I can teach you with the coaching. And on that note, I have super exciting news. I am starting a group program just for the summer. So I have always found that summers are my hardest time to stay on track. There's so many factors that make it hard to stick with my eating plans and exercising. The schedules kind of get thrown out the window when school lets out. The weather's nice. I always feel kind of like celebrating, which for me often means or used to mean overeating. Uh, There's the traditional foods that often are eaten while camping and at lakes, which are tempting but aren't really consistent with what I want to eat. And then I always find at the end of summer that it flew by and I didn't really feel like I had a chance to enjoy it. And so what this coaching program is, is it's a bit different. So it's for physicians who want to make sure that this summer is the best summer yet. In this program, we are going to cover weight-related stuff, if that's one of your goals. We'll talk about how to eat the foods that you want to be eating and how to stay on track, even in the setting of different temptations. But we are also going to talk about how to have a fantastic summer in a broader sense. So we will deal with other topics that often get in the way, like stress. How do you manage that even when sometimes summers are actually busier from a work standpoint? And self-care. How do you make time for it so you're actually taking care of yourself and doing things that you enjoy so your summer is actually enjoyable for you? All of these things are going to be covered in this group coaching program, and I think it's going to be super fun. If it sounds interesting to you, head on over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash summer. There is a limited window. So registration is going to be open from June 3rd to June 14th. So if you want to get registered, you need to do it in that window. The program is going to run June 17th to July 28th. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So come join me. All right. This week's episode I'm going to talk to you about one of the sneakiest ways that our brain can sabotage our efforts at losing weight and changing what we're doing. This one's so sneaky that I didn't really realize the depth that it was still having some impact on me until just last week. So stay tuned. This is an important one to hear about. 
And now a quick break to review a disclaimer. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. And now back to the episode. And we're back. Okay, so what is the sneakiest way that your brain could be self-sabotaging your activities? It is through what I like to call enough thinking. So I talk to a lot of people about their weight. And then as a family doctor, I talk to a lot of people about all different aspects of their life. And one theme that keeps coming up is not enough type thinking. So what I mean by that is those thoughts of not measuring up to some sort of ideal in some sort of way. And this idea for this podcast has been kind of brewing in the back of my brain since last week when I had a discussion with some of my weight management patients about not enough type thinking. So in that, we were having a discussion about identity thoughts and how what we think about ourselves often ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you know what I realized is so much of what we think about ourselves is negative. And I started to pay attention to myself a little bit and think through how I've thought about myself over the years and realized how much of not enough thinking there has been and how much it impacts us. So I'm going to tell this from a personal standpoint because I'm the only one inside my head, but I consider myself to have fairly good self-esteem and I consider myself to be a good physician and reasonably intelligent um, and a good friend. I, I can think lots of positive thoughts about myself logically, but at the base of my brain in that slightly subconscious thinking, there's often these little thoughts about not enough. And so for me personally, it's you know, the whole imposter syndrome of being a physician of maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not reading enough. Maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I'm not working efficiently enough. And then from a personal standpoint, there's a lot of enough type thoughts. So my entire life, I've had thoughts about not being skinny enough, um, not losing enough weight. And those are interesting because whose definition is that, right? Uh, Being a mom, there's always thoughts about maybe I'm not being a good enough mom. Maybe I'm not spending enough time with the kids. Maybe this is a big one. I am not calm enough when I do spend time with my kids. That usually comes up after a, a particularly challenging evening. Maybe I'm not being a good enough wife. Maybe I'm not being present enough when I have time with my husband. And then it also even goes into self-care. Like I'm not meditating enough. I'm not running enough. I'm not taking time for myself enough. And so I give you these examples, which may seem like a litany of insecurity, but I think it's really important to note that 
every aspect of my life I go through with some degree of confidence. And yet, all of those thoughts are stewing around in the back of my brain. And I think for everybody's a little bit different, but I think everybody has some degree of these and I and everybody has a different impact from these thoughts. So now I've been calling them thoughts and I think this is a really important uh, point to make because sometimes we have thought these for so long that they feel like facts or maybe other people have told us this stuff and that means that we interpret it as fact. But they are thoughts. They are not facts. And the reason why I can tell you that for absolute certainty is if you lined up 10 people and described your situation, they would all have a different opinion of how well or how enough you are in whatever area. These enough statements are not something that could ever be argued in a court of law. And I think that is super important to remember because your brain will be telling you that this is fact, that you are just not enough, especially when things go wrong, right? Like from a physician standpoint, if you have a case that doesn't go well, your brain is likely, if it's anything like mine, going to come to the rescue with all sorts of reasons about why you weren't enough, why you weren't smart enough, why you didn't figure that out fast enough. That's a big one. And it will bring it to you like it is solid fact. Now, if we think back to the thought model, which I believe was episode five, when we talked about how your thoughts are so important in managing your weight, but also managing every other aspect of your life. So these are thoughts. And we know that thoughts create your feelings. So think through how you feel when you're thinking this not enough type stuff. So if we're using this as a weight uh, type podcast, so let's use weight. So if you always have a thought that you are not skinny enough, or you are not losing weight fast enough, or you are not dedicated enough to your program, ask yourself, how does that thought make you feel? So when I think I am not skinny enough, how do I feel? What did you come up with? Were you feeling great when you think that thought? Or I'm not losing weight fast enough. How do you feel when you're thinking I'm not losing weight fast enough? I know for me, for both of those, my emotion that I would feel is kind of defeated. I definitely don't feel energized or committed or any of the emotions that I probably would want to be feeling in the situation where I'm trying to work on my weight. Now picture if I'm trying to follow a food plan or a way of eating and maybe an exercise program, but through the day, say I think I'm not losing weight fast enough or I'm not skinny enough, say 10 times, which I would argue is probably an underestimation for a lot of people when they're working on their weight. And so 10 times through the day, I feel defeat. How is that going to help me with what I'm trying to do? You know, if I'm approaching a new lifestyle and really working on something that 
at times is challenging and yet I'm going into it with the feeling of defeat, how likely am I going to be successful? And I can honestly say that this definitely impacted me through the years of me trying to figure out my weight is I would have a thought, something like it's, I'm not losing weight fast enough, feel defeated and then just give up. And I think that happens to lots of people. I see it happen to lots of people. And if we look at a non-weight related example and how this might impact you, say you're thinking that you're not smart enough in some way. So you're not measuring up in some way to other physicians around you. How is that going to make you feel? So if you look at doctors working around you doing a similar job and you think I'm not as smart, I'm not smart enough, I don't know my material well enough. And again, I think these are very common thoughts that we have. How does that make you feel when you think that type of thought? And does it make you feel a way that you're going to be able to go in and engage with your work and with your patients in the best way possible? Probably not. Again, if you're thinking, I'm not smart enough or I haven't been reading enough or any of those sorts of thoughts, again, you're essentially undervaluing yourself and probably generating an emotion like defeat, self-doubt, insecurity, to name a few. And I think it's really important to then look at how this impacts us. So ask yourself, what is your response to self-doubt? So when you feel self-doubt or insecurity, what do you do? What type of actions do you take and how do you show up in your life? I think for a lot of us, self-doubt or insecurity makes us pull away. Like it makes you not run and hide, but avoid, maybe procrastinate. That's a big one for a lot of people. Maybe not engage, maybe not seek out new opportunities because you're doubtful that you're worthy for it. And I have to say, this is the part that gets me riled up, is I think when you do this consistently, and I feel like women do this more, but I I know it does happen to men. So we're consistently undervaluing ourselves and making our own selves feel insecure by the way that we think about ourselves. And yet we have so much power and potential and collective training and collective awesomeness that then isn't getting used to its full potential. And it's and that's not happening because of external sources. It's happening because of the way we are thinking about ourselves or maybe the way we've been taught to think about ourselves. Because if we take it one step further, so if what you do when you're feeling insecure or having self-doubt is to avoid or procrastinate or to not reach out and seek new stuff, how does that show up in results in your life? Probably you end up maybe with a big long to-do list. Maybe that, you know, reading journal articles is always on the to-do list because you feel crappy about it because you always feel you don't do enough of it, which then makes you not do enough of it. A little ironic, hey? Maybe you don't go for that new um, administrative position that you're kind of interested in. And if we go back to weight, if you end up giving up because you feel so defeated 
before you even even really started, then the weight is always going to stay. You're always going to feel that you're not skinny enough. Again, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy by what we think about ourselves. And if I think I'm not losing weight fast enough, I feel defeated. I then give up or maybe I don't follow my protocol or my plan quite as well then my result will be that I'm not losing weight fast enough and it proves my brain right. So it keeps that thought going in a cycle. Now, what I want to say before we move on to what to do about these is that you are the only you that you have. So think about that. How do you want to treat yourself? Do you want to spend the rest of your life telling yourself you're not good enough in all sorts of ways? Or do you want to spend the rest of your life feeling that you are enough exactly the way you are, not with the next course, not with the next weight loss, but you are enough right now today the way you are. You've got one you, you've got one life to live. You may as well make it a good one and you may as well enjoy it and stop beating yourself up. Okay, so moving on to how, what to do about this. First step is actually recognizing where these thoughts are and how they're affecting you. And so I think some probably will jump out to you just from listening to this. I imagine you're sitting there going, oh yeah, I do that one. Yeah, that one's there. So those are good if you've recognized it. Other times where you might recognize it is if you're feeling self-doubt, like all of a sudden you're going through your day and you're feeling self-doubt, you're feeling insecure, you're feeling defeated that's a really good opportunity to ask yourself, what was I just thinking? What was going through my mind? Am I thinking I'm not enough in some way? And see which ones you can catch there because they're sneaky. They're there, but they've been there for so long that they're not, you're not aware of them when they're coming in. Another time is if you catch yourself comparing to somebody else and saying, well, they're more, they're smarter, they're better at this, they're skinnier, they're whatever. That again is probably generated from some sort of thought that you're not enough of the flip side of whatever you're thinking about that person. And I think it's really important when we're catching this sort of stuff that so you catch one, but you are not allowed to beat yourself up about it. Because that's what our brain would like to do like, oh, there I go, telling myself I'm not enough. You need to catch it without a sense of judgment. You need to look at these thoughts with curiosity because you don't want to pile negativity upon negativity. So if you think a negative thought, which is making you horrible, and then you think negatively about yourself for thinking the negative thought, what does it make you feel? Uh, More horrible. All right, once you've found these thoughts, then you need to change them. And honestly, I, I don't necessarily think you need to go in and like create a new thought for every single one of these. But I think you could just decide for yourself that you are no longer thinking that you're not enough, that you are going to make a conscious decision to think that you are enough. And every time you catch yourself with one of those not enough type thoughts, because they're still going to come, it's just habit, you don't actually pay it much heed and you don't buy into it as being a truth. You just say, ah, that's one of those thoughts. It's just happening by reflex. I'm choosing not to think that stuff anymore. I know I'm enough. I'm enough right now, today the way I currently am, I am enough. Thinking along that lines, and you know, it might take a little bit for you to figure out for yourself what thoughts work for you, because you want one that feels like it generates some, uh, 
like positive emotion. Like you, you want to feel like it'll actually work when you have those not enough type thoughts. And then you might want to write them down. You might want to post it on like the fridge or the bathroom mirror on a sticky note to remind yourself about it because it can be really easy to forget that kind of thing. And so I just want to leave you with one thought. We're talking about like how many ways we think that we're not enough and we're not measuring up in some form. Now imagine if you started every day Instead of thinking I'm not enough or I'm not doing this well enough, you started every day thinking, I am amazing and I'm killing it. And stop. Imagine how your life could be different. If you looked in the mirror and said, I am amazing and I'm killing it, how would you feel And how would feeling that way carry you through your day? And what might happen differently? What other opportunities might you have the confidence to go for? Or how might you change how you take care of yourself if you thought instead of not being enough, you thought, I am amazing and I'm killing it. I think it's a good little thought exercise. It's one I did with my weight management group last week uh, when we were talking about this stuff. And I, I encourage you, if it seems kind of crazy, do it every morning. It's an affirmation. Look at yourself in the mirror, say something along those lines, say it a few times and see what happens in your life. And I want to hear about it. So send me an email. Tell me what you think of this. Tell me if you tried the affirmation stuff. Send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Now, if you're enjoying this podcast, that's great. I love doing it, but could you please hit subscribe button to make sure that you're getting all of the episodes. And if you have time to sit down and write a review, I would really appreciate it. It really makes it easier for the podcast to get found. Have a fantastic week, guys. And thanks for listening. 